Community leader Andrew Emma. We go on location to Underdog and we listen to a song by The Red Coat. Let's have some RT Farty fun! It's the Randy Pants Show. Hi, and welcome to the Randy Pants Show. I'm Randy Lawson. That's Randy with an I. That is how a lady spells it. And I'm here, as always, with my co host, Nick McNevich. Nick, thanks for being here tonight. You don't have to thank me. The pleasure is all mine. <laughs> Sorry, was that creepy enough? It was a little lecherous. Oh, Say yeah. it again and be like, hey. <laughs> I don't think I can do it. You don't have to thank me. The pleasure is all mine. <laughs> I don't think I can do that. <laughs> you have too kind of a face. What? A you, me? Yeah. Thank you, mm-hmm. but that's a lie. Uh, you have a fluffy beard. And it's, that... it's growing out. Yeah. I, I think I'm going for it all. I'm just going to let it roll out. It's pretty red. Would you consider yourself a red beard? I've finally come to terms with it. Yeah. I don't know how this it's happened. It's not quite. It's like a golden red. I think it's the lighting. <laughs> <laughs> We're in really great lighting. This is great lighting for me. Which I require everywhere I go. <laughs> Someone comes up ahead of me and sets the lighting up. Mm-hmm. Soft boxes, diffusers everywhere around you. Mm-hmm. I actually have filters on me right now. I'm in Hefe right now. <laughs> <laughs> One giant filter. So, Nick, you've been on location... Mm-hmm. For the past two weeks, and we missed you. Did you now? Yeah, I mean, we saw your Instagrams. They're beautiful. Thank you. At Nick McNevich on Instagram, but you were in Florida, right? I was. I was in Tampa. I was dog sitting for some friends, and uh, it was awesome. I, uh, but I did miss coming to Philly. I, mi- I miss seeing you guys, and I'm glad to be back. It was it was a good trip. Back at Sign Studios, where Sign we record Studios. this podcast in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, the historic Rittenhouse District. So you had an awesome time. I did. I uh, I went to uh, some friends uh, asked me to house slash dog slash cat sit for them. Two mm-hmm. dogs, two cats. Beautiful house in Tampa. Very nice modern ranch house. Big and ground pool. Does everybody have pools in Florida? A lot of them, yeah, a lot. Could you pool hop? Nah, I, I didn't need to. <laughs> yeah, I guess once you're you know over fifteen, that loses a little of its <laughs> yeah. zeal. I mean, I used to do that when I was a kid, but not. Because my, I didn't have a pool when I was a kid. You know? Yeah, me either. It sounds like a fun thing to do, a pool hop. Mm-hmm. It is. It's just the right kind of mischievous. It is. It's it's lighthearted fun. It's not It's not too, like you said, it's not too mischievous. Yeah. But you had your own pool. How, wait, how did you pronounce that? Say that. Mischievous? I said mi- mischievous. I said mischievous. <laughs> What's the right way? Um, I won 2011 mischievous award. <laughs> <laughs> Mischievous. 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 Causing or intending to cause harm or trouble. All right, cool, yeah. Yeah, Get the (laughs) fuck out of here. (laughs) No, I like when Mike pops in. (laughs) So? So you had a pool. Had a pool. Really cool. I had two weeks off. Um, I spent a lot of it. I got, um, uh, I purchased a a neutral density filter for my... Speaking of filters. Speaking of filters, I purchased a neutral density filter for my camera. What does that do? Um, it's a really, really dark piece of glass. So it really allows light in at a super, super slow pace so that I can open the shutter for long periods of time and uh, create some really cool long exposure shots. So like I could take a shot of a sunset at the ocean for 60 seconds. I can leave that exposure open. And what it does is it records that that information for a minute. And what that does is it really smooths out the water. It doesn't pick up any of the sharp details. It, it lets that water smooth out all that motion. And like, say, if there's something that's inanimate in the frame, like a pier, mm-hmm. that remains completely sharp because it's not moving. And then the water becomes this real ethereal type of feel. Ethereal? Ethereal. Ethereal? Ethereal. 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 You say potatoes. Mischievous. 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 all out. No, God I like it. it. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce some words. That goes back to my GED education. Yeah, the Randy pronunciation show. <laughs> um, when you take pictures of the ocean, you use this high density filter. Mm-hmm. When you take pictures 
of tap water to use the Brita filter. Oh, look at you. God, I'm sorry. You son of a bitch. I don't even know. <laughs> so there were two dogs and two cats. Mm-hmm. They were cool. Lots of, lots of fun. Were the cats better than the dogs? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, the cats are better than the cats. They take care of themselves. Um, that makes them easier. Yeah, they were better. They didn't cause any trouble. The dogs were uh, were Jackson and Gracie. They were buds. They were always next to each other. And Big dogs. I had a decision to make the first night I was there. It was whether to allow them to sleep with me or to not. Just right away, right off the bat, if I did it, you know, if I allowed uh, yeah. them to sleep with me, it had to be the rest of the, rest of the time there. The so same like, kind of choice... Uh, Make when you're dating. <laughs> right, yeah, which I never want to If I have. allow these girls to sleep with me, yeah, if I allow to, these dogs to sleep with me. I'm not spending the night. I need my room. <laughs> but I decided to let them sleep with me. And, well, that was a mistake. They were so warm, so much heat coming off of these oh, dogs. Oh, that sounds nice. It, it was horrible. It was horrible. I couldn't sleep. I can't sleep on them warm, like body heat. I can't. Oh, I can't get enough. I need to be alone. I need to be spread out, kicking blankets all over the place. See, my problem, and you see how my face is broken out around my chin, is pretty much always broken out because I'm allergic to my cat a little bit. I have a hairless cat. Check her out at Randy Lawson, Instagram. Pretzel's a cool cat. She's cool as hell. Mm-hmm. I clean her frequently. I'm much less allergic to her than I would be to any fur animal, any animal with hair. But... I still have to clean her all the time, and she still has the oils. And I pretty much sleep with my face on her. Uh-huh. I mean, like, we sleep like, like we're one. We're one when we sleep. What uh, do you mean? We either spoon or she sleeps, like, right under my face, and I put my face on her like a freaking pillow. And I Wait, wake how do you, up. How do you sleep on your side? On my side okay. with my face on the cat. <laughs> or the cat, like, right curled up into my chest or my stomach, like, right up against me or her arms around my neck. Like... I mean, I never intended it to be that way, but I like the body heat, and so does she. And we fit together. She's my she's my spirit animal soulmate. But I'm still freaking allergic to her, and I wake up every morning with hives and pimples on my face. <laughs> and that's uh, these are the kind of sacrifices make I make for the ones we love. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's what happens when you let an animal sleep with you. But I'm pretty much allergic to skin oils in general. Really? And fur. Yeah. I never knew that. You I knew you were allergic to cats because you had the hairless cat, and the first time I met you explained that to me. Right. Pretzel, I remember I crashed on your couch one time. Pretzel came in, and I was laying on my back, you know, and I'm kind of just resting there like I'm laying in a coffin, sort mm-hmm. of, you know, sort of fashion. Mm-hmm. Pretzel comes up and lays on my chest, but not with her face to my face. She put her ass directly in my face and yeah. was just kind of nuzzling <laughs> in. You know, I was like, uh, how long is she this going to go? She knows how to work that rump. <laughs> yeah, healthy rump. Like, yeah, I was like, um... This is cool. I love animals that, you know, can cuddle and all that, but I don't know if I could sleep with this cat's ass directly in my <laughs> face the entire night. So I just, you know, I was just sitting there petting her for a few minutes and I think she was like, all right, uh, this guy marked my territory. I'm going to scoot on now. And she, she took off and gave me my piece. So I had to say, speaking of pretzels rump, most hairless cats are kind of scrawny. Pretzel's got some meat on them bones. Pretzel has a fat ass. Yeah, she has that ass though. <laughs> that ass though. And she's got like a nice floppy belly. <laughs> she's she has great form for a hairless cat. I mean, yeah. it's, it's very. She takes a lot of shapes. Yeah, <laughs> she takes a lot of different shapes. Gollum, Yoda, <laughs> pig fetus, pig fetus. Yeah, yeah, I like that one. Yeah. Um. Enough about my cat. So wait, I was gone for a few weeks. You were gone. For, my point was that the cats are better than the dogs. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. all animals are good. As far as behavior? I grew up with dogs. I just like, I prefer cats. I grew mm. up with dogs. I, I think all animals are, are all right. Mm-hmm. You know, whatevs. I just, I've found that I just enjoy the company of a cat more than the company of a dog. This is this is the most controversial I'm ever <laughs> getting on this podcast, but. I, uh, I think they each their own. I, I'm a dog guy. Yeah, feel free to disagree, you know. Thanks. I appreciate that. Be bold I, enough to say you're a dog person. <laughs> I, I am a dog person. I'm definitely a dog person. So you went to some events, right? I did. I went to a few. I went to Taste of the Pinellas, which is in Pinellas County, and it was a local food. And there were some cool bands, but a lot of really great food. It was shaped like a horseshoe, and I started at one, and I went all the way around. And it was like a tapas style 
you know, these were just tastes of. Right. Um, a couple like $4 dishes, $3 dishes, and then I, I, you know, would stop at each stand and get a little something, something. And I paced myself throughout the day. This wasn't like a go hog wild buffet. But, uh, you know, the, I would get a beer every once in a while. But there was music going on at the same time, and there were some cool bands. Casey and the Sunshine Band was there. Really? The, the real? The real Casey and the Sunshine Band. And, you know, they have tons and tons of hits, and they're all just feel-good hits. What is the name of a Casey Nothing's popping to mind. What do they sing? I'm sure I know all their songs, but I can't. I don't think I should be Give singing. Give me a title on this then. Show. Boogie Shoes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Boogie Shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I got my good old fashioned boogie shoes. No. I'm gonna put on my, 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 my boogie shoes. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. They have tons and tons of hits. Yes, get down, down tonight. tonight. I mean, they just, they could have went on for three hours and, and played a hit every single song. There's so many. That's and cool. Then, uh-huh. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, so they were really cool. Uh, and then the Blues Brothers headline. Okay, we got to figure out something these people like and fast. Hey, I've got it. Remember the theme from Rawhide? The old favorite, Rowdy Yates. What key? Hey, good country key. Rawhide and A. Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd, Jim Belushi. And Jim Belushi. Yeah, That's they're, fun they're that those really guys get together. They had a really, really great band behind them, too, which were also entertaining. So it was just a really great time. Uh, and that was in St. Pete, which is a great little town. What's Dan Aykroyd up to? He's just chilling and touring with the Blues Brothers when he feels Good like question. it? Good question. I don't know. That's I, that's your field, the uh, celebrity. Yeah. You're I should more, be more informed with Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, you're more caught up on that than I am, I think. Yeah. I don't know. As I was leaving, Dan Aykroyd and Jim Belushi were kind of like hanging out on like, like the side, like kind of behind the stage. There was no backstage; it was just an open festival, and they were just they were about twenty feet away. And if you were there, I know you would have went over to the fence and talked to them. But I don't have that yet. I need to hang out with you a little bit more often. I think it needs to rub off. I'm disgusted with you. <laughs> I could see it. In you your, didn't. As soon as I said, I, I, as soon as I started to, to tell that, your eyes were like, I already know where you're going with this, and I'm already disappointed in you. I'm disappointed in you because it's one thing if you didn't come across them, because I don't expect you to seek them out. But if you had a wide open opportunity for an Instagram. Or just a handshake or just a nod saying, you know. They weren't, they were within picture distance. They weren't within speaking distance. Let's right. put it that way. All right. And I didn't have like my telephoto lens out or anything else. I would have got right in on their faces and pretended like I was close to them. Yeah. With a shot. It's still pretty cool, yeah. but you, you sorely disappointed me, Grasshopper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had a good time down there. Um, what were you guys doing up here when I was... Oh, we've done so much. Soaking up the sun. I hung out with our friend Denise at Stella Artois. On I got Twitter, it. Stella Artois? Stella Artois on Twitter. Mm-hmm. D-nice. Denise in real life. D-nice. Is there a D-nice? If one of y'all says some silly ass name, this whole class is going to feel my wrath. Now, D-nice. Do you mean Denise? Son of a bitch! You say your name right, right now. Denise? Say it right. Denise. Correctly. Denise. Right. Denise. Right. D-nice. That's better. Thank you. Very funny woman. Gotta give her a quick shout out. Um, she invited me to be an extra with her at her business. Uh, a, a web series called The Atlantic City Chronicles uh, scouted her location and she played a bartender and she invited me and Mike to be extras. It was really fun. Got to chill with her all day and and hang. And I got to say, she's hilarious on Twitter. We don't usually shout people out like crazy from Twitter on here. Like, you know, this isn't this podcast isn't about Twitter, Nick, please. (laughs) Yeah, right. I'm just going to say that Denise, I mean, you probably follow her. She's hilarious on Twitter. Mm. I mean, she's honestly probably my top five. Yeah, that's, and that's, that's a bold statement. It's a very bold statement. She's so funny, and she's hilarious in real life, too. She's cool as hell. She's so nice, and she's so funny. So, I don't know, props to Denise. That was fun. Mm. Always enjoy hanging with her. We gotta, we'll got we have her on the show sometime. 
So you and Mike were extras mm-hmm. in this Atlantic, what's it called? Atlantic City what? Atlantic City Chronicles. It's like a mob gangster web series. Okay. And you yeah, guys, we were extras. what did you have to do as extras? Just pretend like we were talking at the bar. Uh-huh. And uh, there was, while a gangster conversation was going on, but we don't pay them any mind. We're too involved, you know, in yeah. each other. We're just at the bar. And Denise had her one line and she asked what, you know, what she could get them to drink. There was, they shot a few scenes. One was there was like a dead body. So Denise and I took a selfie with it. I mean, it was a human <laughs> man who was alive, but he, he looked oh, like a dead body. That's very classic of you. Yeah. That's a classic Randy move. I mean, it, it might have been her idea. It was probably my idea. I don't know, but <laughs> she's game for it. Uh-huh. But yeah, it was really fun. So when that show comes out, we'll, we'll, we'll shout it out. It, it won't be out till this fall. I guess they're shooting them all. There's a, already a season one out, but they're shooting season two now. And we'll definitely, I mean, when we find each other, we'll, we'll shout it out. Cool. That'll be cool. I'm looking forward to seeing you guys chatting it up in the background with some mobsters. Well, I mean, it's no Sharknado. <laughs> well, nothing is. Nothing is. <laughs> Another season of Game of Thrones has come to an end. I've never been much for fantasy or that kind of genre. I've never been like that into Lord of the Rings or that kind of stuff. So I didn't think I would like this show, but I love it. The only thing that could make it better is if it was being read to Fred Savage as a bedtime story. Then I would love it. It'd be one of my favorite shows. I mean, The Wonder Years will always be my favorite show, but it would be right up there. A lot of people have read all the Game of Thrones books. I'd love to know what happens. I'm sure they're great, but ugh. I'm really not much for reading. I mean, I read Twitter. I listen to NPR. That counts as reading, right? Mad Men has also come to an end for the season. Love that show. Love the style of that era. And I also relate to Peggy Olsen on that show more than any character in TV. She is the lone female on a male creative team, and that's been kind of the path of my career. So I connect with that a lot, probably more than almost any character in television history, except for maybe Janice from The Muppets. I mean, she was the only chick in Dr. Teeth and The Electric Mayhem. But on that show, I also adore Betty Draper, not in like a likable way, but man, I love to watch her. She's so evil, she's such a bad mom. It makes me appreciate what a nice mom I have, and what a nice dad for that matter. We're in the time of year where we celebrate Mother's Day and Father's Day. So a shout out to all the parents out there. This is a perfect time to uh, call your parents and tell them that you love them. Just not in love with them. You be gay, motherfucker. Motherfucker. What you doing, What you doing? What you about, Now it's time for What You Talking About Willis, the part of the show where we tell you a fun fact about Bruce Willis. You may assume that today's Bruce Willis fact is going to be about his daughter, Scout who went topless in protest in New York City. You see, Instagram has been taking down topless pictures of women breastfeeding, of cancer survivors because of their no-nudity policy. Well, Scout will just not stand for this. So she, the daughter of Bruce Willis and Demi Moore, is 22 years old, has been parading around New York topless and taking pictures. Now, I'll say, she looks hot as shiz, so you should really check that out. Google image that. But she's picking out produce... She's wearing a maxi skirt, all with them titties hanging out. So good for you, Scout. But that is not what we're here to talk about on today's Willis Report. In What You Talking About Willis News, my cousin and possible future guest, Seth Franz, emailed me saying he listened to the podcast and he had a Bruce Willis fact. His email reads like this. You can say that your cousin Seth once peed next to him at the urinals in the movie theater at the Triple X premiere. Solid fact. To answer the next logical question, I have no other information as I do not look at other dudes' dicks when they are next to me. I feel like I'm the minority on that. It's a weird thing. I've never heard anyone talk about it, but I feel like if I brought it up to my friends, everyone would say the same thing. Thank you very much, Seth. We appreciate you contributing to this What You Talking About, Willis.
We're here in studio with a guest, and I'm very thrilled that he's here. Well, first of all, Nick is here. Let's not forget Nick. What's up, Nick? Hey, Randy. Nick, we have in studio uh, a dear friend of mine who is, I would say, a tree enthusiast, a community leader, someone really making a positive, awesome impact in Philadelphia, Andrew Emma. Andrew, welcome to the Randy Pan Show. It's really, really great to be here. I feel feel honored. You work for the Philadelphia Parks and Recreation? Correct. At a program called Tree Keepers? Yes. So basically, there is the Department of Urban Forestry and Ecosystem Management. And so this is basically covering the care of every single thing green in the city that's not on private land. And then there's the Tree Philly program, which is geared towards increasing the canopy in the city. So getting people to understand why trees are a good thing, getting them to plant trees in their yards, and then trying to plant trees on the curbside and streets as well for private citizens and businesses. And to also like plant our public spaces that the city already owns with as many trees as we can. And so I help our program directors with that stuff. And then I manage a program called Tree Keepers, which does the maintenance side of all of this. So like they're existing without getting too wordy. They're existing crews that will like take down a dead tree or remove a tree that fell on the highway or something or the road. And then there are like volunteer groups on the other end that kind of do like ground level work. And there's not really anyone doing the in-between work, kind of like elevating or like opening up trees for visibility in a park or... Um, just going to like rec centers or libraries and trying to encourage them to get trees and different things like that. And so we get some guys who are, some of them are ex-offenders. So it's also like reintegrating people into society and and job training and kind of giving these guys a skill that they can use. Um, So it's a kind of a multifaceted little program. And it's just, we're trying to see if we can keep up with maintenance of all the city's parks and rec centers, which hasn't really been attempted before. How did you get involved in that? Uh, all really just by volunteering. Like I majored in urban studies in college, tried to get jobs in like community development, couldn't find any jobs. And I started getting involved in the community. Um, we went to clean up a vacant lot and did that. And then I started asking questions about how do you do this? How do you do this? Ended up getting trained on how to like lead a tree planting, ended up applying for jobs in that field. Didn't get the job that I wanted, got like a consolation job that was supposed to be seasonal. And I just kept pushing with it, and it turned into something full-time. So you created it for yourself, pretty much, in a way. Kind of. Well, you saw a need, and you, you stepped up to it. Yeah, the program was developed for, six, like, it was a five-month program initially. And they didn't really know where it was going to go or how it was going to develop. And then in the time off, when that first part of the program ended in the off-season, I went to my boss and was like, look, I know you guys need help with other things. I'm not working, so let me, I'll come volunteer for you guys. And they were like, oh, well, since you offered to volunteer, we actually found some money to pay you. It turned into that and turned into a full-time job. And I'm just trying to build the program. So the program is, it was originally five months and six months, and now it's nine months. The guys on our crew got a raise this year up from 1088 to 12 an hour. So I'm just trying to keep it moving and kind of show the rest of the folks in the department that this work is 100% necessary and meaningful and that they should be working all year round in kind of good full-time positions. You know, like the thing that I like the most, I think, is giving these guys an opportunity to make a career for themselves. If they see, if they believe in what I say and they can connect it to like their own lives and say, yeah, this guy is giving us a really cool opportunity. Like, let me put the proper work into it. So it's, it's like job training and I'm trying to see what I'm turning my own. So if an ex-offender gets involved with tree keepers, how do you find the, how do those guys find you? How do you Mm -hmm. find them? Originally, we... We would get two guys a year from the Roots to Reentry program at PHS, the Horticultural Society. They do a program where they train guys as they're getting out of prison in like horticulture. And then the day they get the release, they get placed in a job. So they, they were getting placed with us. It's really hard to get a guy like the day out of prison, expect him to be like a really efficient worker and kind of like have all his other shit cleared up that he's ready to do this now. So then we would just kind of talk to other people within the department and say, do you know anybody who might be good, a good fit for this job? And just by nature and being in Philadelphia, you have such a high incarceration rate that you get like blue collar guys and you're going to get guys with with records regardless, even if you don't try to. So half of our guys ended up having records anyway. But because it was seasonal, we kind of could weed out the guys that didn't work out. And now we've kind of we really have like a good core of eight guys and a crew leader who have been with the program for a while 
and they're legit. Like they show up every day on time, like they get along with each other and they have other friends that they know who kind of fit that same mold. And I'd love to give all of them and their friends a chance because some of the guys really want to be like, they want to be the dude getting their other friends who have these records kind of into jobs and training them almost, you know, but hopefully our guys can move up into something full time and then we can get new guys coming in. So it's just kind of one day at a time, baby steps, just seeing like how we can grow this whole thing. I still do volunteer stuff in my community, like tree planting and beautification efforts, but we work with volunteers in, in this job. Like we'll go out any park that we work at. I'll try to reach out to like the local tree tenders group or a local park friends group to get, you know, residents anywhere from like, you know, high school kids or like senior citizens to come help out and do, yeah. uh, you show them what we do, show them what this program's about. And again, showing, I think the residents of Philadelphia that this crew of like partial ex offenders can really be making a positive impact in your own community, whatever it is. So, yeah, that's amazing. It's cool. It's totally cool. Uh, can you speak a little bit about why trees are so beneficial to a city besides the aesthetic reasons? Yeah. I mean, I think, the aesthetic part can be part of it in a simple way because, you know, if people see a tree-lined street, they'll probably find that as a more attractive place to live, which will drive up the property values of the houses on that block. Like we know in South Philly, where I live, there are blocks without trees and there are blocks with trees. And the blocks with trees are almost universally kind of revered as nicer streets, more well-kept, nicer, like more homeowners, and you can get more value for your property. So, I, I mean, it's... It's a way to increase the value of your home without spending any money because the trees that we give to people and plant are free. Um, but besides that, it's just kind of, you know, cleaning the air, um, providing shade, you know, the heat island effect in the city where it's just concrete everywhere, just kind of soaks up all the heat in the summertime. If you have a tree-lined street, it can be like 10, 12 degrees cooler. So you're saving money on your air conditioning. Yeah, I'm not for that, though, because I really I like it hot. <laughs> Some like it hot. I try to stay out of the shade. I just throw shade. I don't stand in it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Sorry, I'm go ahead. Talk, tell I'm us more about what you think. Yeah. I don't want no shrubs. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Thanks, Bill. So our water department is the first water department in the country to kind of undertake this as a model. Like Instead of ripping up our streets and building new sewers, we're taking out concrete and building green infrastructure to, to retain our water. And it's really like the first of its kind anywhere. Really? Yeah. Trees are awesome. Yeah. Pretty much. I think they're cool. <laughs> you know, it's funny because I think a lot of people in the city, well, first of all, yeah, city people might take trees for granted and don't realize that they don't just miraculously appear. Yeah. In the sidewalks. And then also I think some of our listeners may be suburban or rural and don't really think about how the deficit of trees in a city can really affect the quality of life. Yeah. And just being, I don't know, people probably like being in the suburbs and, and rural areas because it's like, oh, they can drive somewhere and it's just trees everywhere and it's kind of more quiet and peaceful and it's more like nature and there's not a hustle and bustle of just concrete and automobiles and stuff. And it's like, you could create a city that has that if you planned it the right way. Like William Penn wanted to have, you know, these four squares every, you know, only a few blocks apart and then a big central square where City Hall is. And these were all like parks. And say you had continued that design throughout the whole city, you'd have these amazing like block and a half sized parks throughout the whole city. And we wouldn't have to do this kind of stuff as much. Right. But people tried to just capitalize and make money and so just cram a bunch of houses everywhere. So it's like you have to kind of use these we need like natural buffers to kind of remind people that the natural world is actually different than this very urbanized thing that we've created. Mm -hmm. William Penn, we should, you know, say for our listeners who don't realize is, you know, the namesake of Pennsylvania. Yeah. Him and his wife, Sylvania, founded the state. <laughs> Yo, she was fine too. She was fine. <laughs> that, see the ass on that Sylvania? <laughs> yeah. yeah. She had that ass too. Well, Pennsylvania means Penn's woods. <laughs> you know, Penn's wood. <laughs> yeah. Penn's wiener. <laughs> Same thing. So you guys... Since we're on the topic of trees, let's do you know that trees. there's, <laughs> well, let's definitely do that. <laughs> but before we do, I found this uh, pers tree personality quiz. Hmm. So you tell me your birth date and I will tell you what tree you are. And each tree has uh, something about your personality. Let's start with Andrew since you're our guest. Hmm. And I should know your birthday. Why don't you tell me just. one twenty-five eighty. I told my age. You are a cypress tree. A bald cypress? That's a, I mean, it's a kind okay. of tree it is. 
The cypress tree is known for faithfulness. Mm. Strong, muscular, adaptable. Mm -hmm. Takes what life has to give. Content, optimistic. Craves money and acknowledgement. Hates loneliness. You're a passionate lover, which can never be satisfied. <laughs> Ain't that right. You're quick-tempered, unruly, and often careless. What'd you say? What do you think? Think that... I think it's There's a lot of, of adjectives. Those, <laughs> <laughs> You're nice, get mean. Tall, get short. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I think most of those are pretty accurate. Yeah, I'm optimistic. And... I will say that, I mean, you, you want a nice lifestyle, but I don't see you as someone who craves money. I don't see you as being driven no. by money. So that one, I think, doesn't sound like you. But the rest of it, maybe... Yeah, I could be a cypress. Yeah, you're more you're more toned and lean than muscular, but I don't know. You want to? Do a little... I mean, I'm trying. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm just a I sapling. Mean, no, I mean that. Oh, well done. So that sounded like a. Yeah, I just I... mean like we compare everyone to the Rock on this show. Dwayne Johnson. And well, yeah. you know. To whom all all people should be compared. Right. So compared to Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> you, you're a twig. Yeah. Okay, get it. Mm. Snap. Awesome. No, I like um, that. Cypresses are nice. They have lovely bark. Do you plant cypresses? So we don't do a lot of planting. We do more the maintenance side of things, which it's not as sexy. I mean, I think it's sexy. But like people think, oh, like you guys like trees. Like in my neighborhood, I'll plant trees with people. Mm -hmm. But the thing that we do every day for our job, we will plant trees every couple, every, like, couple times a month or once a month maybe. But it's like someone has to kind of take care of the trees once they're planted. Like I tell people it's like, the planting is just kind of like the birth. Like you wouldn't just not take care of a baby now that it's born. It's like, oh, that's we're done with that. It's like now you really have to put everything into making sure that tree grows to be 50 feet tall because they can easily die within like three months if you don't water it. So we do a lot of the maintenance as opposed to the planting. The nurturing. But we do prune cypress trees, yes. Nice. Nick, your birthday is? December 1st, 1980. Oh. I'll date myself as well. Mm. You're an ash tree. I'm a You're what? an ash tree. I'm an ash tray or an ash tree? <laughs> right. You are an ash tray ass tree. <laughs> you right. ash tray ass tree, bitch. A-S-H, <laughs> tree. Okay. Known for ambition. Uncommonly attractive, yet impulsive, demanding, does not care for criticism, intelligent, talented, likes to play with fate. What is that? <laughs> what is that? Mm, likes to tickle fate. Yeah. Can be egotistic but is reliable and trustworthy. A prudent lover... What, what does that mean? ...takes a partnership sure. very seriously. What does it mean to be a prudent lover? I mean, on time? She's a, she's a prudent lover. Yeah, there's songs about prudent lovers. <laughs> um, I think most of that is, is pretty pretty accurate. I would, I would like to think that most of that is pretty accurate. Prudent. Wise. Sensible. Judicious. Well-advised. There you go. I'm going to have sex with my clothes off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to turn the lights out to save on the, my, my electric bill for this. <laughs> it's not because I'm not comfortable with my body. You're so prudent. <laughs> well, let me, can I say something about the ash tree? Mm -hmm. The ash right now in Philadelphia, um, there's this insect called the emerald ash borer. Okay. And so it, it's coming from like the north. And it kind of gets into the ash tree kind of bores into the bark and lays its eggs in there, then the larvae kind of feed on the living tissue of the tree and kill the tree. Really? So that insect is coming to Philadelphia soon and is basically going to kill all of the ash trees in the city. So right wow. now we're trying to either remove certain trees or going to treat certain trees with like a certain kind of chemical or something and see what we can do, but... Yeah, some you guys, sort of preventative. You ashes might be. Might you're running. Yeah, you're a danger. You in danger, yeah. girl. I mean, should, I, should I look into this? Is there going to be like a toxic female that comes into my life? Yeah. You know? Oh, this is interesting. This is interesting. I think it yeah. means wear a condom. <laughs> be a sensible, prudent lover. Okay. <laughs> okay, I am a poplar tree. So now, gonna... Randy's birthday is July 31st. Andrew, that's so nice that mm. you know my birthday. Very nice. Thank you. So next, I'm going to let you read the poplar because it's weird for me to read my own horoscopes. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, poplar tree, the uncertainty. It looks very decorative, not very self-confident, only courageous if necessary. Needs goodwill and pleasant surroundings, very choosy, often lonely, great animosity, and artistic nature. 
The poplar tree is a good organizer and tends to lean toward philosophy, reliable in any situation, and takes partnership seriously. Didn't say anything about my sexuality? There's a lot, there's a lot there. There's a lot there. But how come both your guys <laughs> said what kind of lovers you were? Well... Anyway, what's up with the poplar? Don't yeah. be, uh... That's all I was waiting for <laughs> this whole time. <laughs> Get to the sexy part. Tell no, that's cool. I, could, I see. I think some of that's true. Yeah? Yeah, right? Which parts? Artistic parts. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the animosity. No, JK. <laughs> um, self I mean, self-confidence. I don't know. Like, I decided I deserve to have a podcast with my own name in the title. <laughs> you know. Cool. Well, it was fun to find out what kind of trees we were, guys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, people uh, at home, if you want to do that, Google tree personality quiz. You'll find something similar. <laughs> Take it for yourself. Or, um, you know, tweet at the Randy Pants show and maybe I'll, I'll make one up and send it to you. There you go. Yeah. There you go. What kind of tree are you? Fucking You're a weed. beach. You're a beach tree. <laughs> yeah. But Philadelphia actually is, is big on trees. A lot of our streets are named after trees. Yeah. Right now, we are uh, off of Walnut Street, mm-hmm. which is a tree, mm-hmm. also a nut. What is your favorite, Andrew? What is your favorite tree? Wait, what is your name? Wait, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> Everything you what, said was right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that totally made sense. <laughs> what is your favorite street named after a tree in Philadelphia? Oh, that's tough. And why? Let's think about that. Um. Okay, my favorite is um, Arch Street. But Arch Street used to be called Sassafras Street. Why would you change that? What a great street <laughs> I name. I don't know. It might have been, uh, maybe like the, all I can think of is like that Arch in Chinatown maybe, they kind of, I don't know. But it was, if you look at like old maps, it was like Market Street was High Street, I think. And then I'm pretty sure Arch was Sassafras. And the Sassafras tree, the leaves look like little ghosts. And if you crumple them up and like smell the leaves, they smell like Fruit Loops. Fruit what? Loops, really? wow! So you gotta go with that. That's cool. Yeah, I'll check that out. If someone's coming to spend the day in Philadelphia, what's a park that you'd recommend with beautiful trees and shade and stuff for them? I mean, you know, besides going to hike in like the Wissahickon, which is just kind of endlessly beautiful. Uh, I guess I would tell people to go to the Hort Center. The Horticulture Center is this place in Fairmount Park that's just like. You know, these really cool grounds, like a reflecting pool and all these different specimen trees, and just very, very pretty. Do you hug trees sometimes? Um, no, but I make out with them more, a lot. <laughs> How don't. do you tell when a tree's into you? Uh, they can't leave you alone. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You know. And speaking they of... They bark. <laughs> speaking of this comedy gold, I also wanted to mention that... Uh, Andrew and I have quite a history. We've been friends for about 16 years. We went to college together. That's crazy. And um, I may have mentioned on the show that I used to be in some sketch shows in college. We had a closed circuit TV station way before YouTube, <laughs> but it was kind of a you know a really fun time. We did interesting and original and funny stuff for oh, our awesome. you know if you turned on your TV state any TV within the campus of American University Channel Two, you'd see the the uh, whatever material the kids were putting on. And this really was before everyone had a, a video on their phone. Yeah. You know, you had to really want to do it and commit yeah. to it and put a lot oh of time into anal- like analog editing your stuff and, and, you know, all that kind of thing. And ha- owning a video camera alone, yeah. few people did. Oh, yeah. So for us to make this stuff, it's funny because now it's so commonplace. But at the time, I feel like it was a really niche thing to do and we had so much fun. So I did want to touch on that a little bit. It was amazing. It's true, though. It, everybody has video of themselves now. Like... Back then, you didn't do anything like that. No one made skits. Like, it was completely ridiculous. We'll have to dig up some of these old clips. Does our friend Mark have them? Mark has them somewhere in his house, I think. But they've been, like, found and then lost and found and lost multiple times. Next time we find them, we have to put them on the internet just so we have them forever. Well, and that's the thing. It was before digital. So we had, like, they were on Super VHS, which, like, wasn't even made Hmm. anymore. So now you can't even, like, transfer these tapes into other things. We'd put one of them on YouTube for a while, but I don't know where it went. It just disappeared in YouTube land. It's got it. Then it got it. Things will go away from YouTube. (laughs) I don't know what to search for. I bet if you search nothing special, a lot of stuff comes up. (laughs) But ATV, so it was American University Television. It was an awesome time. I'm trying to think of any specific skits that really cracked me up that we did. but The one that I remember is when 
I don't know why we got this idea, but to do like a uh, like a parody of Scream, and it was like I had a Scream mask on and was using like a Scream like voice, like blah blah blah, and I was like hiding under the bed. Like, obviously so, being able to be yeah. seen. But this was before Scary Movie. The Wayne Brothers did that joke, right. but we did it first. Like, Scream was just out. Nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so then I, Randy was like, Andrew, I can see you. Like, you're not scaring me. And then the person whose room we were in had, like, a... a then all hell broke loose. <laughs> of, like, cookies. And I thought there were just a bunch of cookies in there. So I got them, and I was like, do you want cookies on you? And I, uh, like... Turned the tub of cookies onto Randy's head, but unfortunately there were just like a whole bunch of crumbs in this. And I just dumped it in her hair. Debris. It was like, you know when they say like glitter (laughs) is like herpes, like you can't, you know, like you can't get rid of it. (laughs) Cookie crumbs, like a cup full of cookie crumbs, like probably the equivalent of like a cup you you, you bake with, right? Would you say? You pour those in your hair? Yeah. Those not coming out easy, sister. And like, I, I, I knew Randy pretty well at the time. I'm like, in my head, I'm like, she is not going to like this. So in my scream voice, I'm like, you're going to be very upset when you <laughs> when see you, this. When and you I'm realize like, what I did. Like, when we stop filming and you assess what is in your hair, you're not going to. But you got to sacrifice for your art. You do. And I'm glad you taught me a good <laughs> lesson right. that day. That was a fun time. I wish we It's got to be somewhere. We'll find it. Please do. I need to see this. So, Andrew, um. What website can people go to to check you out? Well, for the general tree filly program, like if you wanted to get a tree planted in front of your house or come pick up a tree for one of our yard tree giveaways, you can go to treefilly.org. Um, and if you wanted to check out our program, you can look at treefilly.org slash treekeepers. Or even more updatedly, you can look at our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash treekeepers. And you'll see updated daily, weekly pictures of, this, of what park we're at. And if we're at a park near you, if you want to come out and join us, just let us know and we'd love to have you. So if someone's not in Philadelphia, because you know we have listeners all over the world. <laughs> yeah. The show is international. If you're in Albania and you want the tree. <laughs> but how would you suggest if someone wants to get involved in the beautification of their community and, and tree planting and all that kind of stuff? Like how would, how would you go about getting involved in your area, whatever it is? In general, I would just say go to your nearest like civic group or like community group and i'm sure that they're associated in some way with planting trees or even contact like your city government and your parks department and i'm sure they would love to like find a role for you in helping them kind of plant trees or do maintenance i mean every park in the world needs like a friends group of local neighbors to kind of help take care of it so it really is a fun way to meet neighbors like i've met so many people in our neighborhood just from doing this kind of work and it's like I never planned on being a tree guy, like, you know, but it's, it's, there could be worse things. And, you know, there's, it's a good way to meet someone if you're looking to meet someone. It it really is. A lot of hot girls and guys like trees. Right. And a lot of like, like really, if you're on like a block, at least in our city, I feel like if you see like a tree in front of someone's house, it looks nice. It's pretty guaranteed that that's like a nice person, like a cool person, like someone who's like involved and cares about just things in general. So. That's a good observation. Yeah. How much tang have you pulled planting trees? <laughs> like, <laughs> sorry. is this being recorded? <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Yo, like so much. Oh my God. <laughs> yo, this one guy, yo. No, but you meet a lot of nice people and some of them might be attractive and they might like you. Yeah. So plant some trees, pull some tang. Andrew, thank you so much for being on the Randy Pants show. Uh, we really appreciate what you're doing for the city of Philadelphia and uh, just being the awesome, nice guy that you are. So everyone out there, uh, check out your, your local trees. If you see a tree, say what's up. Yeah, this is awesome. I love it. Thank you so much. And you guys are also doing amazing things. And Thank you. Fun. I was just waiting for you to return the compliment. I love collab- <laughs> Thanks, Andrew. We appreciate Thanks, Andrew. that. Collaborative effort. Yeah. <laughs> much love. Thanks, man. Big thank you to The Red Coat, the London Philly-based musician who remixed our theme song this week, which sounded freaking awesome. This is his debut album. It's available on iTunes or at IamTheRedCoat at Bandcamp.com. So look up the red coat and enjoy a song off of his debut album, This Is Eyes.
here on location at Underdogs, Philadelphia. Nick is at the counter about to order his last three hot dogs in his hot dog challenge. I'm also here with our producer and my boo, Mike Lawson, and our friend and guest of the show, Andrew Emma. Yo, yo. We're all very excited for Nick to get his fist on the wall today. 
Nick, are you ready to order? I think I'm ready to order. I'm ready. I'm ready to do this and get this get this going. These are all three breath annihilators. Nick, are you ready? Did you bring some Mentos? I had no. I don't have Mentos, but I do have Trident. That's uh, my go-to gum. You know, cleanse the palate. Who wants Trident? I do. I do. Back with more. What's your top three dogs, Nick? My top three dogs? Uh, as of or just your top dog. I mean, we don't have all day. <laughs> Probably the PB&J Special. It's, it's got to be the PB&J Special. Which is... It's, the description's on the board over there. Hang on, I had to move around. Which one? It's, it's over here. Andrew Emma, tell us about the PB&J. The PB&J is a split and grilled dog with peanut butter, strawberry preserves, and potato sticks. That's a lot of good stuff on one little wiener. Thank you. They are stamping Nick's paper right now. I feel pretty good about it, but I, don't, I, won't, feel, well, I won't feel a hole about it until I, I take the last bite and the crowd is cheering, carrying me away. Thank you. Can I have the name of the beautiful young lady who works at Underdogs? Cheyenne. Cheyenne, can you attest as a witness that Nick has completed all dogs on the list? Yes. Thank you very much. Nick just gave Cheyenne his name for his fist to go on the wall. She's breaking out the official card. It all comes down to this. Nick got his official fist club card. That's right. I don't know. It means you can fist with the best of them. But Nick, it's not over because you haven't eaten the last three dogs yet. All you've done is order them. Three hot dogs, three hearty hot dogs. I'm ready. I mean, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't start this for nothing. Yeah, I like how you're ending it in a challenge, a three dog challenge. It's a three dog night. It's a three dog night. It's gonna be a three dog night. We should. Like play some goddamn three dog night yeah. right now. <laughs> Jeremiah was a bullfrog. Was a good friend of mine. I never understood a single word. He's the Allen Iverson of eating hot dogs. Really, he's the AI. Talking about, what are we talking about, wieners? <laughs> talking about wieners. Practice eating hot dogs. Game seven, baby. We're live recording a podcast. Hi, I'm Cherry. I cook the dogs. One of them's the Ninth Streeter. One of them is Warsaw. And then we got the smoker with pepper hash and relish. Cherry, what's your favorite dog on the menu? My favorite dog on the menu... Um, I'd have to say the Buffalo Gal because I like, bu- I like Buffalo chicken cheesesteaks. Buffalo gal. Yeah. Mike's a buffalo gal too. But, um. <laughs> Couldn't you just like throw them out and they wouldn't know if you actually ate them? I mean, I know you would. I'm just saying. As long as you pay for it, they're happy. Are you saying that? Like, who knows if Justine and Cullen really ate all their wieners? Zach Morris. Andrew is a huge say by the Bell fan. Oh, we forgot to ask Andrew about oh, his favorite TV show. Oh. Andrew is a huge Saved by the Bell fan. Yeah. And he just so happens to be sitting next to a fist on the wall at Underdogs called Zach Morris. No shit. Andrew, tell us a Zach Morris fact. Uh, Zach Morris got a 1503 on his SATs. Very good. Are you using a fork? Really? No, I just use it to push the condiments down. Nice, nice. Strategery. Yeah. Way to streamline that wiener. Hey, he's a professional. Look, look. He's a very prudent wiener streamer. He <laughs> <laughs> likes to get to know these wieners before he puts them in his mouth. Oh, it's a hearty first bite we've got here, folks. Got a good quarter of that dog in his mouth. How many bites does it take? Which one did you just take your first bite of? I took the first bite of the smoker, which is... Uh, the hot sausage and pepper hash, relish, and ketchup. It's got a nice little kick to it. You think that's some freshness? That relish just tastes really fresh. It's nice. One down, two to go, folks. Are you thinking about history now? Yeah. He's like the LeBron James right now. Can he finish out? You know, you won one championship right here. Two. Three going for the three P. This is the Warsaw pack, I'm sorry. Whole sausage. Spicy mustard. Sauteed onions. It's good. These three dogs are all a little bit spicy. So the heat is remaining constant. There's no reprieve. Oh. Nick, you're halfway through. How do you feel? I'm ready. I'm more than halfway through. Okay. Excuse me. I didn't measure the freaking dog. 
sizes You're five eighths of the way through? Uh, five eighths, yeah, that's about yeah. right. I haven't slowed down at all. I thought I would be slowing down at this point. Um, so you're not, ready for at least in one more dog. Yeah, oh yeah, I can, I can. no problem. Yeah. You have those onions you dropped, buddy. Cut <laughs> in the corner. I'm watching you like a hawk. Do you accuse Nick of cheating? No. I think he's an honest guy. But you can never be sure. Crunch time, people try to, you know, put a few corners here and there. It's just natural. There's got to be checks and balances. Got to be. Nick was accused of leaving an onion behind. It's still there. Nick, you better take down every last onion. An onion's viable. If you want to get fisted, you got to go all the way. Nick McNevich, you're about to finish your last bite of the underdog challenge. How do you feel? I feel great. I don't know. So many people are saying, um, they never thought I'd make it this far, but here I am. Yeah. Sorry, did I get some sausage on the mic? <laughs> yeah. He could have done five, I think. Moving on. All right, he's about to take that last bite. It's been a last two bites and a three dog night. What's your hot dog tweet? My hot dog tweet was, uh, maybe that eighth hot dog was a mistake. Scout. It all goes silent. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a good one. About to eat that last bite. You did it! You did it! <laughs> eat every hot dog. Thank you. Today. No one else in this place gives a shit. No one's even bothering to look Andrew's over. Andrew's the hype man. Yeah. I need you around more often. Did the man Nick McNevich eating all that money? So, Nick ate some hot dogs, and now we're done with that. <laughs> we're never coming here again. We're closing this chapter. I place burners on the ground. Ever get that 2.30 feeling? You've been accommodating to everyone all day. Tired of blowing smoke up your coworkers' asses? Do this instead. From the makers of Flavored Vagisil comes five-hour apathy. In minutes, caring and sensitivity are gone. Despondence and bitterness set in. Here's an example. Before five-hour apathy... I got my hair done. What do you think? Oh my god, it looks beautiful. I've been thinking that all day. I meant to say something to you. You have to give me the number of your stylist. You look gorgeous. And after five-hour apathy... I got my hair done. What do you think? No one gives a shit about your hair, Gloria. Isn't that better? Before five-hour apathy... Hey, you know that I ran a half marathon this weekend. Hey, that's great, dude. Did you beat your time from last year? And after five-hour apathy... Hey, I ran a half marathon this weekend. Hey, eat a half a dick, Stan. Isn't that better? To disconnect from your emotions, you used to have to look at the internet for hours at a time. Now, with 5-Hour Apathy, you can disconnect instantly. 5-Hour Apathy is non-toxic, but it's completely toxic to your emotions and relationships. 5-Hour Apathy contains ramen noodles, tears of a clown, uh, me? No, acids, grain alcohol, eight essential vitamins and minerals, and then a few bullshit vitamins and minerals. Five-hour apathy is non-toxic, but incredibly toxic to your emotions and relationships. Do not take five-hour apathy if you woke up not giving a shit. Five-hour apathy. Buy it. Or don't. I really don't give a shit. Nick, do you want to talk about sports? Uh, sure. I always like to talk about sports. The NHL is going to the Stanley Cup Finals, the final two. I love love hockey. No, hockey. I, I don't want to talk about this kind of sports. <laughs> what are you talking about then? I, I can't believe the first thing that you said wasn't American Ninja Warrior. <laughs> um, I can't believe American that's not Ninja the first Warrior? thing I said either. No, I've never really been someone who watches sports other than for the socialization of it you know i enjoy like going to events and stuff but i'm not a sports person 
I find myself watching American Ninja Warrior by myself. Mm-hmm. That's a new thing. It's definitely entertaining. I'll give it that. The athletic ability of these ninjas. These ninjas. These. They're all real ninjas, right? You tell me. You're the one who watches it. Have you ever seen it? I have. I, I, I'm not American Ninja Warrior. I watched when Ninja Warrior first, I guess, was being aired uh, in the States. <laughs> I watched Ninja Warrior before it was cool, back when it was in Japan. Fuck you. I just watched the remix. <laughs> I love that show. That's the point. Sports. That's your sports? That's it? Come on. We, what? Uh... Well, it's the qualifying rounds right now. Okay. And for the first time, a woman has made it past the qualifying rounds into the Ninja Warrior official competition. She's going to do level one. Whoa, that's pretty serious. And she's like five feet, five foot one. This may be a stupid slash sexist comment, Mm -hmm. but it's the same course for men and women, correct? Yes, they compete the exact same course. Okay, there's no different qualifications or anything like that? Right, you have to do the same obstacles and the same uh, time constraints. Okay, wow. Explain to me the qualifying round. So she's done the first course. I remember there were three total There's four? four total courses. The qualifying round is an I guess an unofficial one you're not timed you have mm. as much time as you need, you just need to, to complete. complete the course if you get past that then you get to do level one which is a timed level okay okay wow but she's only like five foot one and that it's amazing because it shows that she's in incredible condition and trained for this so hard and she was able to do it and she was very smart about her technique and kept a head on her shoulders and didn't panic and nailed it when you say five one, if I'm thinking uh, or of any of the obstacles that are still there or even new ones, height is a, goes a long way. She has mad ups. Okay, but there's also parts where like the spider wall. Is that what it was? I honestly think that that is where she's going to be taken out. You need because you length need for that. length to to do it at all. It's just impossible if you're short. Yeah, you need so wingspan. it's called the jumping spider. No, basically, mm-hmm. you have to jump and stick like a spider in between. Like a hallway-sized wall. Right. Like, you know, corridor so up in the middle of the air. Right. So if your arms and legs don't reach the other side, I mean, you're fucked. You're in the water. That's why I say 5'1". That is going to be a challenge. <laughs> yeah. She might be 5'2", but she's short. Right. Casey Catanzaro. We'll have to keep up on that. Casey Catanzaro. Shout out. Shout out. Yeah, so good for her. That's great. Anyway. <laughs> Summer's almost here. That is your jam. The hot, hot weather is almost here. You want to talk about the weather? Yeah, well, it's this is where I hibernate because the sun is... I can't go in the sun for a This is where I shine. Do you see my face is like red, tannish, some color? You're blushing. (laughs) Why am I blushing? Because you're like the shame of being on the Randy Pants show. (laughs) (laughs) Because I just looked at Casey Cottonzaro's booty. Yeah, I did pull up a Google image of Casey Cottonzaro. It was just from the back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, that's just as important as the front. Yeah. To me. (laughs) (laughs) You know what they say about ninjas? What? Silent but deadly. Oh. Just like, (laughs) you know, it was a back, it was a rump shot of her. Yeah, just like that ass. Um, yeah, the weather's awesome. It couldn't be happier. Yeah, good for you. You're gonna you're tanning. You're you know you're looking radiant. Thank you. <sighs> Meanwhile, I'm still this pale, wearing all black, like I've been living in my mom's basement. I mean, I look tan now, but in like three and a half years, I'm gonna look like the neighbor from Something About Mary. <laughs> <laughs> Just this leather human. Just gonna look like leather. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, the old catcher's mitt. Yeah. <laughs> with, with blonde hair. Uh huh. So I'll regret it, but you know, say la vie, no, carpe diem, carpe la vie, namaste. Catcher in the rye. Nick, you know we say at the Randy Pants show we're here for artsy fartsy fun. Mm-hmm. Now, we've had some uh, fartsy fun this episode, but have we touched on the artsy? Um, I could touch on the artsy right now. Touch the artsy, Nick. I will be part of the Wilmington Art Loop in Wilmington, Delaware in July. I have a series called Ghosts of Time, some photographs that I've been doing lately, some long exposures, and they all include a ghostly figure of sorts. I'm going to have a series up in Bloomsbury Flowers on 2nd and Market in Wilmington, and anybody in the area is more than welcome to come check it out. What are the dates of uh, that this will be up? Uh, I'll be, all through the month of July. The, the opening will be the July 4th. 
mm-hmm. um, that weekend. So I, I know it's going to be tough for people to get out to that. But, you know, Bloomsbury, anytime the Bloomsbury flowers are open, you, you're more than welcome to come in and check it out. And by the way, check out Bloomsbury Flowers. That is a really cool, chill shop, and there are great people in there. On 2nd and Market in Wilmington, Delaware. 2nd and Market in Wilmington, Delaware. That's right. Well, I, for one, can't wait. Yeah. I'm pumped. I'm pumped. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I shouldn't be scared, though. This isn't like a, it's not like a ghost story. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. Just maybe like, uh, no, no. But you know the mic did just move on its own right as you started talking yeah, about that. Yeah, that was weird. I'm not uh, even kidding. I, I noticed that, and I saw you look at it weird, and then... I don't know how even how that happened. I'm looking at like the cords wrapped around it and none of it are tied to any of us. So. I know. It's like the Zoltar machine. You're talking about your Ooh. ghostly photography mm-hmm. and then the mic moved on its own. Cool. So for Randy and Nick and the ghosts of Sign Studios where we are recording here in Philadelphia, thank you so much for listening. Nick can be found at Social Extortion on Twitter and at Nick McNevich on Instagram. I am at Randy Lawson. That's Randy with an I. Oh, that's how a lady spelled it. Two weeks in a row, Nick. Goddamn. <laughs> you know what they say about three strikes. I was like, oh, I'm done my parts. Follow the show's Instagram at The Randy Pants Show on Twitter at Randy Pants Show on the internet, on iTunes, on Stitcher, on SoundCloud. Review and rate us. Subscribe to us. That's right. Give us your feedback. Yeah. Peace and love. It's the Randy Pants Show. Dunza!